You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. I have read where community spirit is a feeling of involvement in and concern for one's local community. Well, if we were to have a go at measuring our community spirit, then one only needs to look at some of the work being done by volunteers to assist in getting sport to take place, given the amount of rain that has impacted all of our sporting fields recently. The amount of rain has rendered the use of tractor mowers unsuitable as their weight damages the field surface and makes the field unsafe for use. To get around this problem, the football and AFL communities have taken it upon themselves to hand mow their allotted playing fields and in so doing have made it possible for play to be underway as soon as the rain subsides. I caught up with Karen Appleby from the Kaima Junior Football Club to find out what was this field army, which I had heard was operating at the Kaima Sporting Complex. This is what Karen told me. So this morning I'm here at the Kaima Sporting Complex. I'm talking to Karen Appleby and Karen is the Vice President of the Kaima Junior Soccer Association. And in the past month or so, a couple of months, with all the rain, they haven't been able to get on fields. And I saw an ad or a Facebook post not long back. Please turn up with your own lawnmower and we'll help the council out and we'll cut the grounds so the youngsters can get back on them. Well, I've turned up here this morning and wow, what a job they've done. So Karen, tell us all about it. Well, we had over 40 volunteers register for our what we're calling our field army. We, we realised that the grounds were really boggy and wet and that council couldn't get their big mowers on them. They were just too heavy and it was causing damage to the field. So we put the message out to um, everyone in the community to come along and give us a hand to get the grass mowed and the lines marked so that should we get some sunshine, we could play again. And we managed to get, like I said, 40 volunteers registered. I'd say probably around 25 turned up with push mowers. Some people did over 11 kilometres just by pushing that mower around. And within two days, we've got the fields looking pretty good, ready to go. So provided it doesn't rain, hopefully we get some kids on the park this weekend. You sound pretty proud of that, proud of that effort. I'm really proud of the effort. The The community just rallied and the passion that's that's sitting there with Kaima Junior Football Club at the moment is beyond anything I've ever seen. And it's just, it's a great place to be. So you've cut the grass, grounds are marked out. You're here to have a walk around to see if the, uh, if the grounds are fit for play. What's your backup contingency? You've been doing something else just to get get youngsters having a, a bit of a run. So what else do you do? Well, last weekend we hired out the hall at the Kaima High School and we also hired out the hall at the Kaima Leisure Centre so that we could get some indoor games happening for those kids who haven't been able to play yet this season. This weekend we can't get Kaima High School, unfortunately, because of the election, but we have got the Leisure Centre again. So should we not be able to get games on this weekend, we'll be able to have some games indoors for those kids. So just to put it in perspective, you've moved your season back at least a month, I believe, and we still haven't had any football at all. We're up to around five and there's been a limited number of games being able to be played. It's not just Kiama, it's across the entire Football South Coast Association. A lot of clubs are having the same sort of issue. They can't get kids on the pitch. Some clubs have been lucky enough to be able to host some games, so those games have gone ahead, but it's been very limited. 
what age groups are we talking about here? And we've got kids from under sixes all the way through to 18s. And trying to keep them in the game, well, I guess it's important they keep playing, otherwise they drift away to another sport. Absolutely. We, you know, it's so important for their mental health, their physical health, to be part of a club and feel like they're part of something bigger than just their normal friendship groups at school. You know, it, there's so many benefits for being part of a sporting association and sporting club. We want those kids to feel those benefits. So I'm hearing the junior part of the club, or the club, is uh, certainly uh, combining and, and, a, and it's a big effort. Tell me about that as well. Yeah, so we last year we decided to get together and rework the entire club. So we literally pulled it apart and we had a lot of volunteers again come on and take on new roles so that we could put it back together and aim to be the best possible club we can be for Kayama and for the kids. And that's what we've done. We're working in conjunction with the Quarriers. We have a really tight relationship with them now because we want our juniors to then flow through to our seniors and stay playing for Kayama for as long as they can. Well, Karen, you've done a marvellous job here. As I look around, I'm really, I really can't believe it. I was up here. If you go to Gainsborough Oval, Gainsborough Oval, the grass is up to the seating in the, in the picnic seats there. You've done a marvellous job here, so congratulations. Thank you. We really appreciate it. But it's not just me. It's the entire team. No, I realise that. But <laughs> someone's got to drive it. Someone's got to be the pointy end. And it sounds like you're the pointy-ended person. And uh, so congratulations. And best wishes. I do hope you get on the grounds. The damn rain's back again. It's, it's incredible. It is incredible. We are literally just sitting here hoping that it stays away so we can get some games in tomorrow. Yeah, but unfortunately now it's out of our control. We've done everything we can and if we have to go with a plan B, we'll go with our plan B and get some kids on the field at least. Okay, well, well best wishes and good luck. I really do hope you get on the field this weekend. You can't do any more, I don't think, except... Do a rain, no, reverse rain dance, I guess. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, we have to keep that rain away somehow. Or, yeah, I don't know what we can do, but we'll always look for a plan B, that's for sure. Well, thanks for talking to me this morning, Karen. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you for your time. As a footnote to my story with Karen, I returned to the Quarry Sports Precinct on Saturday morning to see which plan had been enacted. Plan A, playing soccer on the fields, or Plan B, indoor soccer. Well, the sun was shining and I found Karen Appleby with a huge smile on her face and the president of the Kaima Junior Football Club, Andrew Wales. And as you'll hear, they were very excited about getting the youngsters back playing sport after their mammoth effort in mowing the grounds. So I'm here again this morning. I'm back up at the home of the Kaima Junior Soccer here at the quarry. I'm back here with Karen. Big smile on her face today. And also Andrew Wales. Andrew is the president of the, of the Kaima Junior Football Club. Guys, you must be happy. You've done a lot of work. You've got the fools mode, and the kids are here, and I can hear a lot of lot of laughter. So, Andrew, how do you feel? Oh, it's it's terrific. There was a huge amount of work done during the week by volunteers, by parents. We weren't sure. It wasn't until about 6 a.m. this morning that we we made the decision to go ahead with the games. But to be here and see all these all these kids playing, parents watching, it, it's a great feeling. It's been a frustrating couple of months, not just for us, but for the entire region. So for Kayama to be one of the few clubs uh, to be able to open its fields and open its fields in such a way where we can get a lot of games in playing on a really good surface is I think a testament to not just the club but to the parents and volunteers who, who support the club and, and really are the backbone of Kymer Junior Football Club. Well congratulations on that and Karen 
You still get that big smile on your face? Oh, I'm just thrilled. You know, I could see how much time and effort went into preparing these fields during the week and to see it come to fruition today with all the kids here having a great time, it's, it just it warms my heart. It brings a tear to my eye. It's just beautiful. Well, that's fantastic. Thanks for talking to me this morning and I hope you have a great day here and, and I, I think it's fabulous what you've done. So congratulations again. Thank you so much. KCR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. As the weekend progressed, I found myself down at the Kiama Showground to see the matches between Kiama and Gerringong in rugby league. In under 18s, the two Gerringong sides clashed for the first time, and it was a big win to the Gerringong Blue side. In that match, Taj Ford scored a try and kicked eight goals to see the Gerringong Blues run out winners 48 points to 12. In ladies league tag, the Stingrays of Shell Harbour were far too strong for the Kiama ladies running out winners 32 points to 6. For Kiama, Alana Glasson, Olivia Foster, Lucy Duncan and Ella McGregor were the standouts. The Kiama reserve grade side coached by Alex Bowles went down in a hard fought match 14 points to 10 to Gerringong. Best on furl with Kiama were the old legs of Timmy Boniface, the fleet-footed Dowd brothers Toby and Tom, and also Jason Webb. Whilst for Gerringong, Jack Walsh, Brad Miller and Jacob Rain made the difference in the sides. In first grade, Kiama was able to hold out Gerringong to the tune of six points to four, with tries to Tom Angel and a goal to Brad Kilmore for Kiama, and a try to Corey Mulhill for Gerringong. In his 200th match for Gerringong, Nathan Ford certainly won't forget the day as the rain pelted down and at one stage whatever was happening on the field was only known to those who were out there because the crowd couldn't even make out the players. It was one of the biggest downpours I've seen in the district for a long time. And finally, this coming Saturday, the 28th of May, the Kaima Golf Club will be holding the Makuta Golf Day. Makuta is a local organisation supporting the well-being of youth in the area. Two times are from 6.30am and cost to members of the club is $20, visitors $35 and the event is at Texas Team Stableford. So why not ring the pro shop at the Kaima Golf Club and get your name down for this fabulous charitable event. Proceeds from the day will go to the Markuta organisation. That's all I have time for this week, but if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly, Heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.